fans. WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. Scoreboard from yesterday. Antonio was 90 minutes late for an appearance at Planet Fitness in North Huntington and only stayed 45 minutes. Then he was 30 minutes late for his radio show on DVE and did half the time slot. I bet he got paid in full both times. Hey, nice work if you can get it. Antonio Braun is a great receiver, but ask the kids who waited in line for two hours in North Huntington but still didn't get to meet Antonio Brown. Ask them what kind of person he is. But hey, business is booming. Double M on the X. The Penguins with a couple days off before visiting the Florida Panthers and Yarmer Yager tomorrow night. The Steelers play at Buffalo Sunday, and that's going to be tough because the Bills could run the football. Oh, and Koch is still a pirate. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Or you can do what the cool kids do and follow me on Twitter, at MarkMadX. Today is the 75th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Trump would have seen that coming and stopped it. His wall would have blocked the torpedoes. Here's something interesting. The National Women's Hockey League All-Star Game. That's the Women's Pro League will be at the Lemieux Complex on February 12th. That's going to be good hockey, and we get to see Amanda Kessel play. Wow. You know, at this point, and it kills me to say this, but at this point, it makes sense for the Pirates to trade Andrew McCutcheon. And that not at all means... I trust the process, and I certainly don't trust the Pirates. Every single word that falls out of their mouth is horse manure. But the stark reality is the Pirates took that 98-win team from 2015 and just ripped it to shreds. What's left? Even if cut stayed, they have only a minuscule chance at the playoffs and zero chance at the division title. So, while I lament a situation created by the Pirates, where trading cuts makes sense, it does make sense. The big thing is, do you get the right return, or do you just dump the salary? The Pirates took a great team from 2015 and dismantled it before they had to. Long before they had to. That's the biggest shame in all this. The Pirates might sign some lefty jabroni named Derek Holland. His career ERA is 4.35. It was 4.95 last year with Texas. So you're cutting Jeff Locke. And then you're going out and getting another Jeff Locke. The real Jeff Locke, by the way, signed with Miami. He went from Pittsburgh to South Florida. That's a good deal for Jeff Locke, especially considering he's going to suck no matter where he pitches, so why not go someplace warm? Speaking of which, the Penguins-Florida trip will be interesting. I wonder if they're going to do another homoerotic beach volleyball video like they did 
I think it was last year. Oh, the glistening flesh. Uh, Both Florida and Tampa right now are out of the playoffs, and some experts thought they would be 1-2 in the Atlantic Division. Florida has 12 wins and 15 losses. Tampa's got 14 wins and 13 losses. Not horrible, but not great. Stan Saverin had a great idea yesterday. The Penguins' PK sucks right now. Kudhockel has been a healthy scratch lately, and he's a pretty good penalty killer, so scratch Scott Wilson and get Kudhockel back in the lineup for the PK. And that's a bit unfair to Wilson. He's probably a better player, but he's not knocking him dead, and you need that PK to get better. Uh, Kuhnhockel on the PK, it wouldn't be a cure-all, but it's a shot at making that unit a, a little bit better. Uh, Gensel and Pouliot got sent to Wilkes-Barre-Scranton today. That makes sense. As uh, Mike Sullivan said, we don't want our young guys just sitting around. We want them playing. The Flyers won again last night. That's enough of that. That's six in a row for the Flyers, and they're just two points behind the Penguins. In fact, only five points separate first and sixth place in the Metro. The Capitals are in fifth, and look at the standings. All the loser points are really throwing things out of whack. I hate the loser points. Always have. You should get bupkis for losing, or to even the standings out, three points for a regulation win, Two points for an overtime or shootout win. If you want to give that loser point, yeah. One point for an overtime or shootout loss. But there's no way some games should be worth three points and other games are worth two. Uh, Edmonton has 14 wins and 14 losses. San Jose has 15 wins and 10 losses. But Edmonton is in first place in the Pacific Division because the Oilers have four loser points. If you consider having as many wins as regulation losses as being 500, as too many do, you're wrong. Like if a team's 15, 10, and 8, they're under 500. They've won 15 times and lost 18, but people just look at the first two columns. Well, anyway, if you do consider having as many wins as regulation losses as being 500, there's not one team in the Eastern Conference under 500. And that's a mathematical impossibility. Only three teams in the whole league are under 500 by that definition. Toronto is in last place in the Atlantic, and they're 10, 9, and 5. It is so skewed. Jack Eichel beat Connor McDavid 4 3 in overtime last night. McDavid had two helpers, but Eichel got an assist. On the overtime winner. 412-333-9939. The number to call. We got Dejan Kovacevic in the 5 o'clock hour. Before that, at 4.30, going to talk hockey with Mike Rupp, the former Penguin. Don't forget Ben Roethlisberger is on tomorrow. And a little later on, we get exciting news for guests I will have on the 17th, a week from Friday. Uh, I saw somebody say the Japanese still haven't apologized for Pearl Harbor. They shouldn't. In war, you try to win. 
by any means necessary. The Japanese should apologize for Pearl Harbor when the United States apologizes for Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and the U.S. should not. Oh, OBJ, I knew he couldn't help himself, said something stupid in the wake of the Steelers shutting his ass down on Sunday. We'll get to that in just a few moments. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 X. Now the super genius, Mark Madden. Come, son of Jorel, kneel before Zod. Oh, hi. Um. Always great to hear from the lady callers. DX at 105.9. Uh, Brian Costello, the senior editor for the Hockey News, just tweeted what I said. All 16 teams in the Eastern Conference of the NHL now faux 500 or better. That's great for promoting the game locally, but not truly accurate. Amen to that, Brian. And, uh. You call it faux 500, I call it, when you add up the last two columns, the losses and overtime losses, if you got more wins than the sum of those two columns, I call that true 500. So, you say tomato, I say tomato. Great minds clearly thinking alike there. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. got shut down by the Steelers, and it wasn't always legal. Uh, He got interfered with a lot, and that's tough crap. If Odell Beckham didn't complain so much and didn't run his big yapper all the time, he'd get more calls. Simple as that. Maybe that's not right, but it's for sure how it'd be. And today OBJ said, even Stevie Wonder could have seen I was interfered with a lot against Pittsburgh. Well, first off, I don't know how a blind person would feel upon hearing that comparison. They listen to the radio a lot. I'm sure they're finding out about it now. And uh, we all know Stevie Wonder can see, don't we? No, seriously. Stevie Wonder, he's not blind. That's a marketing gimmick. He sees just fine. Y'all didn't know that? 412-333-9939. Okay. Let's talk Steelers versus Bills. Oh, by the way. I just got the most recent ratings. There's a possibility too many people might be listening to this show. So many people are listening to this program that if it was a bar, this show would be considered a fire hazard. It would be beyond legal occupancy. Okay, Steelers Bills. Buffalo leads the league in rushing yards per game with uh, a buck 62. Can the Steelers stop the Bills running game? which is led by Pitt product Shady McCoy. Can the Steelers stop Shady and the Bills without Cam Hayward, who is not only their best defensive player, but is by far their best run stopper? I'm not sure any team has really tested the Steelers' run defense like the Bills can. Then again, if the Steelers get up 14-0, you just got to stop Tyrod Taylor. Shady is averaging 5.5 yards per game. That's the top figure among regular running backs in the NFL. They've kept Shady's workload kind of light, and he missed one game and left another one hurt partway through. So, like I said, Shady's leading the league in yards per carry, and he's got lots left in the tank. I always liked Shady at Pitt as a back, good guy too, and he's been a heck of a back in the pros as well. By the way, Here's the weather forecast for Buffalo on Sunday. 
high of 36, low of 31, and they will have one to three inches of snow. That could make things slippy, as we say. Buffalo can run the ball. The Steelers can too. Oh, here's an impressive stat. The Steelers have allowed only 16 sacks this year. That is tied for second fewest in the NFL. Now, is that more due to Ben because he's so elusive, or is that due to the offensive line playing great? I think the O-line's doing a decent job. But Ben, you know where he's really matured as a quarterback the last few years? Maybe it's self-preservation, but Ben not only knows how to extend the play better than any quarterback I've ever seen, he also knows when to not extend the play and just ditch the ball. And that has saved him some sacks and a little wear and tear. Uh, anyway, that Bill's running game. You don't have Hayward. You might not have Hargrave who got concussed on Sunday. The Steelers might have to use their base 3-4 defense more than they have or like to. Maybe McCullers gets more involved. LT Walton, Matthews. The Bills aren't necessarily a good matchup for Pittsburgh. Like I say, the best thing the Steelers could do is get ahead 14-0 and make Taylor throw the ball. The Bills have lost six times this season. Four of those losses have been by six points or less. The Bills stay in games. Buffalo has turned the ball over only eight times. Tomlin usually just spews nonsense at his press conference, but he said uh, yesterday the Bills lead the league in rushing and never turned the ball over, so they stay in games. Like I said, only eight turnovers, fewest in the league. The Steelers are favored, but by one point. It's going to be tight. Uh, James Harrison leads the Steelers in sacks with five. And he's getting mega accolades for being so good at age 38. But is he that good? Or is he just the best of a bad bunch, an outside backer? It's probably a bit of both. I can't minimize what Harrison's doing at age 38. It it really is phenomenal and somewhat chemically. I, I mean, it really is phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's phenomenal. By the way, even though Butler's doing a great job, a great job as the Steelers' defensive coordinator. Turning a four-man rotation at outside backer to a five-man rotation now with Dupree back, that sucks. Bench somebody. Make a decision. It's not friggin' Little League. But you can't complain about the Steelers. Oh, that time will yet come. But not now. I really want to see the Steelers play New England in the playoffs. I really want to see that. That's if the Steelers make the playoffs. We haven't seen Ben versus Brady since Ben's rookie year. Ben's on the show tomorrow. I'll ask him about that, the potential for playing Brady. And if he would like that, that matchup against Tom Brady in the playoffs, it's been too long since we've seen those two go head-to-head in the postseason. Uh, You know, at the top of the hour... I'm going to talk about people bitching about the Penguins. Bitching on Twitter. Bitching on message boards. Bitching when they call this show. Look at the standings and tell me again what exactly it is you have to bitch about. 
I had another prime rib last night. I'll give the review on that in just a few minutes. Uh, I can't even spit this out. Wait till you hear the Obi-Wan Jabroni scrub that wrote a memoir. A memoir. Not everybody should write a memoir, but this Jamoke wrote a memoir. That's just around the corner on 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. That's correct. It's organized chaos. Super genius. I just diddled my lips on live radio for 30 seconds, and you all listen. The X at 105.9. Here's some uh, updates from the winter meetings where the Pirates have done absolutely nothing except almost sign Jeff Locke Jr. That deal's still pending. Uh, Clint Hurdle's talking to the media. He said he has just two rotation slots locked in, Garrett Cole and Jamison Tyon, and that the Pirates are shopping for a starter. Can't imagine he didn't say Glasnow. Mainly because I can't imagine who would be a better option given the big steaming load of crap they currently have on their depth chart at starting pitcher. Hurdle also said the Pirates are not the aggressors involving the McCutcheon talks that teams are calling the Pirates. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Clint Hurdle is a liabetic. And Hurdle also said, John Jaso may not only play first, but may get opportunities at third base in the outfield. Yeah, I mean, I wish he could play all three at once. He's so good. 412-333-9939. Uh, I, I just, the Pirates, I they render me speechless so often. I can't let it happen too often or too long or this show would be out of business. Uh, kind of a weird circumstance last night in hockey, specifically in the Canucks-Devils game. If you want to check this out, uh, look at the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com. I got a video up. Philip Larson of the Canucks had the puck, and he had his head down. Bad idea. Taylor Hall of the Devils just nailed him. Hall definitely got Larson's head, but he didn't get his elbow up. Hall didn't leave his feet. It wasn't from the blind side like Colby Armstrong's big hits, the backdoor shots that Army used to throw. Hall's shoulder hit Larson's head. Larson got knocked out, and all the Canucks wanted to fight Hall. And the scrum occurred, like, on top of Larson. He's lying there, could be dead, definitely unconscious, and, like, skates are three inches away from his face because guys are trying to punch each other. I give credit to the Vancouver goalie, Markstrom. He got in there and shielded Larson from the scrum, protected Larson as best he could. Now, I posted the hit on my webpage at WXTX.com. Look at it, tell me what you think. It's a clean hit. Not penalized. Not even a minor. Should hockey want to get rid of those hits? Clean hits that do damage. Because they do damage. Injuries are inevitable in contact sports. If you can't handle that, you shouldn't play. 
Let's go to Ryan in the car. Ryan, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mr. Madden, as a longtime listener and psychologist, I think you have a lot of anger issues and you need prayed for. I love you. That's all. Believe me, those who think they need prayed for are only admitting their weakness. And how dare you say I have anger issues? How dare you, sir? That leaves the line open. 412-333-9939. I'm serious. So many people are listening. If this was a bar, it would be shut down by the fire department. More than ever. You know, it's weird because that jackass that just called notwithstanding. When I go out more, when I go out now to do appearances or even just go out as part of my private life, I get... More people come up and say, I do a great job, and they like me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like Ric Flair. I was a jackass, the bad guy, for 20 years, but I was so good at it, people started to respect it. 412-333-9939, the number to call. Okay, this one just makes me want to puke. Ah, puke like that, puke, ah. John Scott, the goon who got the okie doke into last year's All-Star game, thanks to King Blogger, and is now out of hockey, which he should be, because hockey's better off without him. John Scott has published his memoir. Yo, what does John Scott have to memoir about? He played in the All-Star game because, like I said, he got the okey-doke. And other players fixed it so he could score and get the MVP. Fake fight two. That's it. That's the list. And now he has a memoir. A memoir. Dear Jesus. Here's another quote from Hurdle. Clint Hurdle said the Pirates would like to add a so-called experienced starter, but added that someone with a ERA of five wouldn't help. Okay, so the guy you're trying to sign, Derek Holland, his career ERA last year was four. No, he's not his career ERA. That's 4.35. His ERA last year was 4.95. So he's .05 shy of five. Because a guy with an ERA over five wouldn't help. But this guy at 4.95, oh, he is just what the doctor ordered. I, I gotta read that again because I can't believe that, that Hurdle's this stupid. He said the Pirates would like to add an experienced starter, but someone with an ERA over five wouldn't help. And the guy they're trying to sign, Derek Holland, his ERA last year was 4.95. I'm sorry. You've Got to love that. Let's talk to Dan and Sheridan. Dan, you're the Mark Madden show. Yeah, I just wanted to chime in about that hit last night and the uh, Vancouver game. I I watched the hit and I thought it was a good hit, a good clean hit. I didn't have a problem with it, and I think it's. I don't think it should be something that should be discussed much further than it's just an unfortunate event. I mean, you, you can't avoid things like that in the game of hockey. Hockey's now, you see, Dan, forgive my interruption. 
I don't even consider it to be an unfortunate event. You either smoke or get smoked. Larson had the puck. He had his head down. You, you learn not to you know, be a victim of that in Hockey 101, and Taylor Hall made him pay the price. You, you just can't you know, take all the contact out of a contact sport. I completely agree with you. I took my daughter out for stick time when she was like six. She got lit up, walked gone through the neutral zone with her. Now, now hold on, hold on, let's back up. Okay, uh, Taylor Hall hitting Philip Larson with a legal hit in an NHL game? That's okay. Your daughter got lit up at stick time, which is pickup hockey? How old's your daughter? She, she was six years old at the time. I'm talking about she was... You made this whole dog. thing up. No, that's true. I swear to you. That's absolutely Somebody true. took a run at your six-year-old daughter no, during no, pickup she hockey. Got, she, got, she got hit. The guy was skating backwards. The guy? Yeah, stick time with multiple people. Yeah, there's like 15 or 20 guys out there. Why was your six-year-old daughter out playing stick time hockey with 18 or 20 guys? Because she loves hockey, and that's that's what she wants. I I bet she does. You're a horrible parent. (laughs) Why are you laughing? I have never been more serious. You let your six-year-old daughter go play pickup hockey. How old were the guys? They're they're not they don't play stick time. It's just everybody gets their own uh, uh, pucks and they skate around and shoot. And you do a little one-on-one. So we were, we were in the center of the ice. The guys, the big guys were over by the nets. She decided to just put her head down and start skating through the middle of the ice. Sir, I'm and, sorry. Uh, you put your daughter out there in an incredibly dangerous situation. Hey, she learned to keep her head up when she skates. You know what? You know what? You know what? Bring her to the studio sometime. I'll teach her not to spill my coffee. I'll throw her down a flight of steps. My God! Let's go to David in Morgantown. David, <laughs> I wouldn't really throw her down a flight of steps because she'd never get close enough to spill my coffee. David, what's up? David, you there? Oh, here's a tweet from uh, from Mr. Anderson. Um, I heard John Scott's memoirs were ghostwritten by Jason Grilly. That's very funny. Uh, Grilly writing a memoir, uh, just as laughable as John Scott writing one. Let's talk to Jeff in Fox Chapel. Jeff, you're on with Mark. Mark, thanks for taking my call. What up? Hey, what do you think the Pirates are going to do with Gong? Okay, assuming he doesn't go to jail in Korea. Because if he goes to jail in Korea, there's nothing he can do, right? Right. Uh, I think they'll put him into into alcohol rehabilitation to... to some sort of rehab, whether it's outpatient or whatever, that may well be mandated by Major League Baseball, too. I think well, that's what the Pirates will do. Can you, I reword you, my question? What should they do or what will they oh, do? Oh, that's what I would do. What What yeah. do you think they should do? I think they should do. They should treat it like a Josh Hamilton thing. Put him in rehab, take a leave of absence from the team. Bro, I, I, would, I am not at all in favor of going light on drunk drivers, but... Young Ho Gung getting three DUIs, it, it's terrible. It doesn't compare to Josh Hamilton hitting the crack pipe. I think for the same thing with recovery, I don't take light for drunk driving, too. I think he's going to go to jail in Korea. Well, that makes this an easy discussion to, to, to wrap up. If he's in jail, doesn't matter what you think or what I think or what the Pirates want to do then, does it? No, sir. Maybe when he's in jail, he can hit the crack pipe. And when he gets out, then we could treat him like Josh Hamilton. Josh Hamilton, he was like an opiates guy, right? Yeah, he did it all. 
He was versatile. It's a shame, too, because Josh Hamilton could have been an all-time great. Seriously, he had all the tools. Let's go to Jim Bob in the car. Jim Bob, you're on with Double M. Good day, Mark. What up? Hey, I was uh, listening to you earlier about your thoughts on how the Steelers are going to win this game, and I think it's going to be a lot closer. I know we're only favored by one. I think it's going to be a tougher game. Well, it than can't a lot be of... closer than one. Uh, uh, it could be a half point, <laughs> or but, you're a uh, half wit. But go ahead. Uh, no, but uh, I think it, I think the Bills are going to be a, a tougher opponent than a lot of people in Pittsburgh. Uh, oh no, I don't think that, that most people are underestimating the Bills as opponent. Like like I said earlier, the Bills. Uh, have the best running game in football. And on a cold day in Buffalo, that can mean a lot, especially, let me tell you, if the Bills score first, let alone get ahead by two scores, and they manipulate the game, that'll be a tough nut for the Steelers to crack. I agree. I think we got to put it on their biggest weakness offensively, and that's their quarterback. I mean, I know he's got six rushing touchdowns, yeah. but this, this is a passing week. Gutsy and analysis I- saying you'd rather make Tyrod Taylor beat you than Shady McCoy. Exactly. That's exactly what I agree with. And I, I think that what you said earlier about getting out to a 14 or at least a 10, 7 to 10 point lead early, to, you know, get them off their running game. And, you know, with the way our defense uh, is beat up and whatnot, I just see it. It could get real ugly real quick. Uh, you know, If I could give the Steelers any advice that, that would be successful on Sunday, they should get ahead by 30 early. Yeah. And that Galici backup, he's no joke either. I mean, everyone's talking about McCoy, but their backup up there, he is a legitimate... Uh, uh, you mean for the Game guy. of Thrones, the Khaleesi? What's that? Uh, Colin tweets, when does the Doug Froble memoir come out? A lot of people like my parenting advice. I mean, the guy had his six-year-old daughter on the ice while a bunch of guys were playing pickup hockey. Okay, here is... Uh, more news from the winter meetings. Clint Hurdle talking to the media. Clint Hurdle said he was talked to McCutcheon. He has talked to McCutcheon about moving from center field. It will be revisited if McCutcheon remains with the team. No final decision has been made. Yo, Clint, you're the manager. McCutcheon's an employee. You know how you move him to right field? I said this yesterday. You get the lineup card for the first spring training game. And you write McCutcheon, nine, right field, post it, and that's the end of that. 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. I'm one of a kind on the radio. Thank you for being the best damn radio host in Pittsburgh. It's a family affair. The X at 105.9. Clint Hurdle still talking to the media. He said regarding Kutch's struggles last year, quote, I saw League put five years of research into figuring out how to get a guy out, unquote. And then he said, I saw a guy who found his way all the way back the last two months, unquote. Uh, I will say that Kutch did pretty well the last two months of the season. As far as the League putting five years of research into figuring out how to get a guy out, what, you don't think before that they were trying to figure out how to get Kutch out? Truly great players don't slump for that long. Well, actually, that's not true either. I've spoken many times about Wade Boggs, who in the middle of, I think it was 15 seasons of hitting 300 or better, 
uh, had a 259 season right in the middle. And he said he hit the ball the same as ever. It just didn't uh, go into places where it wasn't going to get caught. Uh, Kutch had a great last two months, and that, if anything, should deter the Pirates from trading him. No quarter brought to you by McDonald's. I'm loving it. Uh, Speaking of Kutch, there's a great article on ESPN.com about player loyalty. A lot of it is about Kutch, specifically. Kutch gave away two years of free agency to sign a team-friendly contract, and then the Pirates reneged on the notion of using the money he gave back to keep the team strong, and now they're trading him. Amen. Any athlete who takes less than the maximum he can, who gives a hometown discount, that athlete is an absolute sucker. An absolute sucker. You might like where you play, and Kutch did. Uh, sorry, does. For now. But don't be a mark. You'll regret it. Uh, Ron Rivera, this story's not going away. Ron Rivera, the Carolina Panthers head coach. He told Cam Newton he wouldn't play at all against Seattle this past Sunday unless he put on a tie to fly on the team plane. Cam didn't, and Rivera only benched him for a series. Ron Rivera don't need a jockstrap no more because it has nothing to hold. And Rivera did it to himself. He bluffed, Newton called it, Rivera half-assed it, and now he got no Kiones. That team will never look at Rivera the same now, especially Cam Newton. If he had benched Cam Newton, period, he'd at least have the fear of the room. But he half-assed it, benched him for a series. Now Ron Rivera got nothing. You know who I love? Jason Whitlock. He's on Fox with Colin Coward. And he calls ESPN, EPCN, as in PC, as in politically correct. He calls Colin Kaepernick, Martin Luther Cornrows. That's just great stuff. Don't forget Ben Roethlisberger on tomorrow. Technical equipment permitting. Looking forward to that a great deal. Thanks to 7-Eleven who sent over a ton of stuff today, including a bunch of brookies. Half brownie, half cookie. And they got a new line of juice drinks that are amazing. I like the raspberry tea in particular. 7-Eleven has its own food line now, just like Sheets, and it's good. I think convenience stores should have done that a long time ago, so thanks to 7-Eleven, and uh, they make the best brookie ever. Like the only brookie, you're at the front of the line, but it is awesome. I was at Texas Roadhouse last night and tried their prime rib down in Bridgeville. It was decent, not bad at all. The O-Juice was great. Uh, That is nine different places for prime rib I've tried since the Pittsburgh Steak Company closed. And they've all been pretty good. i got to tell you, though, I think the best so far, uh, Grant Bar and Millville, maybe Toten's Diner in Wexford. They sent it in. You know the latest weird trend in eating? I I witnessed this at a couple restaurants I've been to lately. Food in a basket. 
That was big when I was a kid, and it's big again now. Let's go to Justin in Pittsburgh. Justin, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. Good day. I said good day. Uh, I just think you're overreacting just a touch with that six-year-old playing ice hockey. Okay. Pick up and stick time are two different things, and stick time is where kids go and older people go to learn how to play the game. Now, if it was... How do you learn to play the game at stick time? Well, that's how you learn to skate. you got to get on the ice. Yeah, there's public skating, too. Skating around playing. Okay. uh, Actually, I, I think... Well, obviously, I know nothing about hockey, and you're clearly an expert. But uh, I always thought the best way to learn skating was to just skate, and especially at that age. Well, that's what he said his daughter was doing. No, he said she had a stick in her hand. Right. At pickup, they play games. At stick time, you have full gear on, and you skate around with a stick and learn the proper balance. Okay, so you're telling me, after hearing, hearing... That his six-year-old daughter went on the ice during stick time, got run over by a man, and he basically said that'll teach her to have her head up. You think that confirms that it's a good idea for a six-year-old girl to be on the ice with men during stick time? I don't agree with his reaction to his daughter getting lit up. However, that's where little kids go to learn to play. It's quite common. Yeah, you see, I disagree with any circumstance that... Uh, puts forth the potential for a six-year-old girl to get run over by an adult on an ice rink. I mean, that's like the guy saying, hey, my daughter got hit by a semi. That'll teach her not to play in traffic. Well, I don't agree with his logic behind that, but that is where kids go to play, as well as people who don't know how to skate. That's where you start. It's not pickup, it's stick time. It's Gordy Howe, kids! 412-333-9939. I wish I had a brookie right now. Or Prime Rip. I wish I had John Scott's memoir. Or one, two. Memoir! This guy who couldn't play a lick that had only one legitimate shining moment in hockey that was orchestrated. It was it was the hockey equivalent of pro wrestling. And now he has a memoir. Good God in the goose fat. Is that what it's come to? Everybody gets a trophy. That's what this is the equivalent of. John Scott's memoir and what happened to him in last year's NHL All-Star Game. Him making it and then putting the fix in to make him look good. It is the grown-up version of the participation trophy. In just 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't be complaining about the Penguins at all. 1059 The X.